0: You are listening to the Parkview Church Podcast. To learn more about Parkview Church, including our gathering times in Palm Coast, Florida, visit us online at parkviewlife.com. So take your Bible and go to Galatians chapter number six, if you will. Galatians chapter number six. And I want to just start by telling you that there is something really great about being a Christian. There is something really great about being a Christian. And one of the great things is that you're never alone. God intentionally designed it that once you would follow Him, you would be around other Jesus followers. And in that arena of being around other Jesus followers, you would be encouraged and you would be strengthened. We're never alone. And God has intentionally put us in community and in fellowship with one another. And so in this series we will see over the next several weeks that one of the primary responsibilities of the Jesus followers is that they are to be about one anothering one another. We are to fulfill the one another commands of Scripture. We are to bear one another's burdens. We are to forgive one another. We are to love one another. We are to encourage one another. We are to be about the business of one anothering one another. Now, living and giving these one another's is about putting your boots on, your faith boots. You can't one another and fulfill these commands of scriptures simply by sitting in a row. It actually involves. Faith with boots on and sleeves rolled up and work gloves. It's about putting forth the energy and the effort to bear one another's burdens, forgive one another, encourage one another, and love one another. I actually love all things NASA and Kennedy Space Center. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a fan. I think it's actually pretty cool to be close enough to see all these launches and rockets. And I've been to the beach a couple times just in the last several months and been able to watch them just light up the sky. I think it's super cool. But I've done a little bit of background on what it takes to be an astronaut. In fact, I had a high school teacher who was training in the NASA program and actually brought the real suit to school one day. So I think it's probably ever since then I've just been a NASA fan. But the training that they go through is is intense. Hundreds of hours in virtual reality simulators. Countless hours at the bottom of a pool in full garb to just simulate what it feels like to be weightless. Now, can you imagine going through not just weeks or months, but literally years of training? Could you imagine going through all that training and never getting in a rocket? Never getting to the launch pad? Never going on mission? And all you ever did was just train for mission, but you actually never went on a mission. That would be so deflating and so discouraging. Similar to attending church, going to Bible study, and reading my Bible, and yet never actually put that into practice. Actually never experienced the thrill of the launch pad of being catapulted on mission. So what a joy and a delight it is, not just to be hearers of the word, but to be doers of the word, to where we are bearing one another's burdens and encouraging one another and forgiving one another and loving one another. We have to leave the theory and experience the practice. Galatians chapter 6, we'll look at our first one another command of scripture this weekend verse number two it says bear one another's burdens and so fulfill the law of christ bear one another's burdens and in doing so you are fulfilling the law of christ and so the gospel teaches us to bear one another's burdens by exemplifying the sacrificial love of our savior jesus christ Throughout his ministry, Jesus lavished care and compassion on those who carried deep burdens. He would bring to those burdens a blessing. To those people who were outcast and downcast, to those people who were downtrodden and forlorn, to those who were struggling and those who were suffering, he would bring countless amounts of care and compassion and hope and healing and forgiveness. He would change their life by the way that he would help carry their burdens. One author said, to bear one another's burdens is to participate in God's work of redemption, extending love, support, and compassion to those in need. Let me share something with you that's true about me and maybe is true about you. I'll let you decide if it's true about you, but it's certainly true about me. My life is deeply impacted by the sin and brokenness of this world. I would say, (laughs) I'm willing to bet that your life is deeply impacted by the sin and brokenness of this world. My friend, you cannot live in this culture of chaos and utter madness and not be impacted by it. And that impact of the sin and the suffering and the brokenness and the the chaos and the madness impacts everything in our world, including us. I mean, have you ever stopped to think about how your life is specifically impacted by sin? I I stopped for a moment to just think about the the hardship, the, the burdens that I've carried for so long, and I couldn't find a burden that was not connected to the brokenness and the fallenness of this world. I could not find a weight and a struggle and a trial that was not there because sin had contaminated and corrupted and corroded we are deeply impacted through the brokenness of this world i don't think it's just true of me i think it's true of you it's true of all of us so now in gospel community where we're trying to follow christ and live out the life of christ in our community we know that the fallenness of humanity is deeply marred by sin and so now we're trying, to, we're trying to bring the gospel to that and we're trying to bring hope and healing and compassion and forgiveness and bear one another's burdens. And so Galatians chapter 6 tells us that when we bear one another's burdens we fulfill the law of Christ. Now here's what's interesting. It seems like there's a contradiction in Galatians 6. I don't know if you're aware of this, but just listen to these two verses and tell me if they don't seem to stand in contradiction. Verse 2 says, bear one another's burdens and so fulfill the law of Christ. Verse 5, for each will have to bear his own burden. <laughs> okay, Paul. Paul. <laughs> help me out here because you said that we're to bear one another's burdens verse 2 and then you said in verse 5 we're to bear our own burdens which is it if Paul were here and you asked him which one are we supposed to do he would say yes (laughs) what's interesting though is we are looking at this through the lens of our English text and so we can all feel a little smarter here for a moment in the Greek language, the word burden in verse 2 is different than the word burden in verse 5. In verse 2, the Greek word is beros. And in verse 5, the Greek word is fortion. To put it in common day language, Paul is saying in verse 2, bear one other's burden, bear one another's struggles. And in verse 5, he says, bear your own responsibilities. The Greek word in verse 2 is talking about struggles. The Greek word in verse 5 is talking about responsibilities. So, for example, there are some responsibilities that I have no business bearing. They're your responsibilities. You have responsibility in your family, sir. And those are your responsibilities, not mine. Ma'am, in your marriage, you have some responsibilities, and they're your responsibilities. They're not mine. In your family, you have responsibilities. In your church, you have responsibilities. In your personal holiness, you have responsibilities. And I'm not to come along and try and fix those or manipulate those or sidestep those. Those are just yours. That's verse 5. But verse 2 says that we do have some struggles. I've said for many years that it's okay to have a burden, just don't be a burden. And And the best word picture I think of when it comes to bearing one another's burdens. Well, let me... Let me illustrate what I what I think it looks like. One of the most world-renowned 10K races was run last weekend in Maine. It's the TD Bank Beach to Beacon. It's being run for 25 years. It's a world-class world-renowned, brings out the best runners. A few years ago, the reigning champ knew that he had his work cut out for him. Robert Gomez is an expert, professional marathoner, but he knew there was an up-and-coming young buck by the name of Jesse Orrick. And it was early on in the 10K race that Gomez could tell today wasn't his day and as much as he tried in those first few miles to keep up with Oric, he just could not keep up and it was very clear that Oric was going to run and win the TD Bank Beach to Beacon world renowned 10k race and just yards from the finish line I want you to watch the video clip of running community. Robert Gomez of Wyndham helped defending champ Jess Oric across the finish line, making sure Oric crossed first. Gomez said Oric deserved to win. It was the first thing that came into my mind. It was, it was just when I saw him, I, I said I had to pick him up because he deserved to win. He ran harder than I did. He ran a better race than I did. And he needed to win. So I just helped him across the line. Jesse York never gave up. He just didn't have anything left in him. He had given it all. Prior to that clip, he had already hit the ground. He got back up, staggering, to get to the finish line, knowing that his closest competitor was closing in on him. And Gomez, rather than pass him, rather than leave him, lifted him. And then he carries him to the finish line. Now, one, once again... Oryx not abandoned his own responsibilities. He's not stopped trying. He's not said, hey, it's your responsibility all by yourself. No, he was giving it his best. He just hit a, he just hit a bad spot. I mean, he had been running his best race for miles. He just needed a little help to get to the end. And then rather than pass him, Gomez, and so if you watch the clip again at home, You'll see that they get to the finish line, and it's almost like he throws them across it to make sure that he gets across the line first. It wasn't that he was being mean, it's like, hey, if, if I don't want, I don't even want this to be close. I want you to be the clear winner. So here you go. You win. And how many times are there people that that really have, have run a race well. They've done well for mile after mile or year after year and they're great people and they're good people and they love the Lord and they're, they're quality people and they're people you love and they care about, but, but they, hit a, they hit a wall. They, they get cramped up. They, they're struggling just for a brief season and, and all they need is just a little help, just somebody to help bear their burden, just somebody to just come alongside of them and propel them towards the finish line. As we navigate through life, each one of us faces unique challenges, trials, and burdens. Some of those challenges and trials and burdens are visible and apparent, but not all of them. Not every burden that we carry, not every trial that we carry is visible and apparent. Sometimes they're hidden and they're internal. But regardless of their nature, we all carry burdens that weigh us down and they limit us emotionally. They limit us physically. They limit us uh, in, in, our, in our spiritual well-being. And so it is essential to recognize and acknowledge these burdens both in ourselves and in others for it opens the door for compassion and genuine care. Maybe one of the reasons that people like being a part of Parkview at some level is because I feel like through the years, I've tried to be open about my own brokenness. Denise and I have walked a path of brokenness for a very long time. And quite honestly, we continue to walk a path of brokenness. Now, thankfully, we have a group of elders that are absolute rock stars. They are amazing, and they minister to your pastor, as far as I'm concerned, better than any group of elders out there anywhere. And not just those guys to me, but their wives to my wife. And with our elders, we walk in complete and open accountability with full disclosure. And they have done this with us for some 20 years now, and we are blessed to have a group of elders who continue to help bear our burdens. Our staff has also done this well. While they do not have the same information and full disclosure, they have enough understanding of our lives, and they willingly walk this road with us too, and they help us carry some of the deep burdens of our life. And by the way, bearing another person's burden... And helping them in their deep need or deep pain can actually be done without a total understanding and all the details of their pain. You don't have to know every, every piece of information in somebody's world that's hurting in order to bless them and bear their burdens. It's okay that God knows what's going on. And he's just sent you as an emissary there to come alongside of them and encourage them and help them without trying to get all the 411 so that you can put them in your prayer ministry or your gossip ministry now unfortunately and I will I feel like I kind of need to say this and maybe I don't maybe I won't say it in other services but you know I'm reading through galatians 6 I do recognize, unfortunately, there are a small group of Christians who isolate Galatians chapter 6 and verse number 2, and they make a career out of asking for help. They misuse God's commands to bear one another's burdens in order to be able to avoid their own responsibilities, and they habitually harass the, their church families with the expectations of aid. Walking in the light of God's word is a delicate balance between verse 2 and verse 5. If we err too far on one side, we will be self-focused and self-absorbed and overly independent. But if we err too far on the other side, then we may end up assuming responsibilities for other people's messes. When we aim to bear our own load while always being available to bear the burdens of others as the Lord leads... May we prayerfully strike the perfect balance. So as we try and live the gospel and balance these passages of not being a burden but having burdens and then coming alongside of people with their burdens and understanding that there's a difference between a struggle and a responsibility. We are responsible for our responsibilities but we can share in struggles with others. So what do we do? Practical ways to bear one another's burdens. Just a few things quickly. Number one pray for one another genuinely pray for one another this is a powerful tool that connects us to divine intervention can I tell you what the hardest thing about taking a sabbatical is being gone for said number of weeks and knowing that people you love and care about have experienced tragedies in your absence and not being able to be there. In fact, upon coming back on the church campus today, I snuck into the first interaction with people in our church. I snuck into the kitchen where they were prepping for the meal for tonight. And at first they just carried on about their business I don't think they realized who... I was, and I don't know, I just, I, hey, and they're like, oh, hey, pastor, good, good to see you. And uh, you know, they, they were awesome, but, but I recognized right away that there was a, a lady in there who was helping whose mom had passed away. And so I wanted to address her as soon as I could. I said, ah, your mom passed. I saw that, I'm sorry. She said, yeah, it was a week ago today. And while I might not have been there, I had been praying for her. Because I felt that. And I think the first place that we can start is that we can bear one another's burdens by calling on divine intervention and praying for one another. The Bible says in Hebrews chapter 4 and verse number 16, Then let us with confidence draw near to the throne of grace that we may receive mercy and find grace to help in time of need. And that, that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in time of need. Not all of that grace and mercy needs to flow to us. We can prayerfully let that grace and mercy flow through us. And we can pound the throne room of heaven and give God no rest on behalf of our brothers and sisters in Christ to bear one another's burdens on our knees, to bear one another's burdens in our prayer closet, to bear one another's burdens that enough so that riding down the road in the middle of the day, the Lord brings that person to our heart and to our soul and to our mind, not so it could go in one part of our soul and out the other, but so that we could stop and pray. We pray for one another secondly we be an active listener i think the second way to bear one another's burdens is to be an active listener sometimes all people actually need is somebody to listen to take the time to genuinely listen without judgment or interruption by actively listening we create a safe space for individuals to share their burdens and we foster a sense of comfort and a sphere of healing for them I did not know this, but until my study, but the words listen and silent actually use the same letters. And I thought, how appropriate. Because a lot of times, and I have to confess here, I don't listen with a desire to understand i listen with a desire to reply does anybody else have that very real struggle in your life because i can i'll tell you right now i'm about ready to fix you if you'll let me because <laughs> i got this figured out all right right that's what we think we're like hey are you almost done talking because i got the solution and then we're like and we try and you know we're like man come on take a breath just so i can just all i need you just take a breath and if you'll take a breath i got a zinger i'm about ready to zap this problem (laughs) some of you your your marriage needs this so listen closely all right so it but i mean just but next time that you're trying to listen remember that the word silent is spelled with the same letters and don't listen with a desire to reply listen with a desire to understand One of my dearest friends and his wife came and spent time on on our sabbatical with us for a few days. They are absolutely life-giving. Denise and I believe they may be the most life-giving ministry partners, pastors that we know, and we just love being with them. We had a great time. And we go way back. Way, way back. They've been with us and bore some of our biggest burdens in our life um, 23 years ago when our son was stillborn and we buried him in Jacksonville he was a week and a half early from birth and stillborn and, and, and we never were able to conceive and carry to term again now thank the Lord God let us adopt later but that weekend after our son died my buddy dale preached for me that's how far back we go and that's how close we are Now i was talking to dale recently on the phone and sharing with him a struggle and this he said something to me nobody's ever said he listened and he listened and he listened and then he said to me this and i thought it was so man you talk about listening to understand he said greg he said i empathize with what you're talking about we we share some of the same burdens so said, I empathize with what you're talking about. And he said, but I know, and this is what he said. He said, I know there's a thousand more words behind what you just said. I know there's a thousand more words behind what you just said. And he didn't try and fix it. He didn't try and solve it. He just like entered into it with me. So I wonder, it got me thinking like, how good of a listener am I really? To be an active listener. And I would say this, you cannot fully listen and simultaneously do any other single thing. I mean, I, there, there are times when, when I don't care if my wife's multitasking, which she can multitask, I cannot. And there are times that I'll be like talking and I don't care if she's doing nine things. But then there are times where I'm like, babe, I want to talk to you, but I don't want you doing anything else. And I think that's fair to ask. And 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 I just know that to really listen, you can't do anything else. So how do we bear one another's burdens? We pray for one another. We be an active listener. And, and here's some scriptures. These are great verses. Proverbs 18, two, A fool takes no pleasure in understanding, but only in expressing his opinion. I love when I don't have to try and dissect the hebrew to figure out what the bible's saying so a fool takes no pleasure in understanding but only in expressing his opinion 12 uh, 11 verses later if one gives an answer before he hears it is his folly and his shame so we pray we actively listen then number three we extend practical help this is where we go beyond our prayers and we go beyond our listening and we actively seek ways to practically bear one another's burdens, whether it be providing a meal, whether it be lending a helping hand with a household chore, whether it be offering financial assistance, our actions can make a significant impact on lightening the load of somebody's burden. So we not just we don't just pray and we don't just listen, but we, we roll up our sleeves, we put our work boots on, we get our gloves on, and, and we, we demonstrate the love of Christ in a practical, tangible way, and we come alongside of people and we just help them. That's the underpinning of what we do at Emmanuel's Closet. Our, our clothing closet here that we provide for literally hundreds and hundreds of families every, every year. I saw somewhere while I was away on sabbatical, and I tried to disengage as much as I could, but I couldn't stay away from you all totally, but I saw that like they did an outreach at a school, taking clothes, not just, hey, come to us, but went to them, and just... And it's not like we're trying to clothe people for the rest of their life. But if you're in a season where it would just help, like, we got you. Like, don't worry. Don't go spend your money. We got, you pay the electric bill. You you get whatever. We got the clothes covered. Just practical help. I had a a guy say to me the, the last Sunday I was here. He came up to me. He said, Pastor, he said, listen, God's laid it on my heart. He said, he wants me to help you on your sabbatical. So anything you need done, you let me know and I could tell he was serious and it actually excited me because I had a long list of things I couldn't get to <laughs> but there was one thing that I, that I had that I wanted done and this was a blessing too while we were away on sabbatical one of the things that we wanted to do was we wanted to because we weren't going to be in our house we wanted to minister to other ministry people so we actually had a pastor and his entire family come and use our home for their summer vacation because we weren't there and so I said to my buddy Mike in the church I'm like Mike listen I I I said do you remember the other day when I voluntarily gave up my man card to the church and I said that I had saved up all my reward points and gift cards and, and and all these things at Home Depot and I went and I bought me an electric chainsaw and an electric um, pressure washer because I don't use my chainsaw off enough and my pressure washer often enough to where they start when I actually go out to use them so I, I, don't, I don't want any more carburetor trouble I don't want any more clogged fuel lines I just want to plug it in and it work. I said so I went I got this electric pressure washer and I plugged it in and I started pressure washing this one deck it's like the underside of an upstairs deck that's just got like some green on it and so I'm like it just needs to be pressure washed and I said I plugged it in and my pressure washer blew up (laughs) stop laughing because he laughed too and i'm like no (laughs) i don't know what happened like literally mike it started smoking like i didn't even like i was like trying to get the water to just start and it started smoking he's like i got you pastor so he and i said now mike (laughs) remember i told you this i said i got the full warranty on it because i got credit bucks and so I just I never get the warranty I said but Mike I got the warranty I got the receipt you just take that thing back to Home Depot tell them it blew up and get you another one so Mike sure enough he goes to Home Depot gets another pressure washer brings it in plugs it in I'll be doggone it if it don't blow up so he goes home and gets his pressure washer and this man he's a smart man he's a very very wise man because a few years ago he too bought an electric pressure washer (laughs) so he brought his electric pressure washer over for the very same reason he plugs his in and he blew it up so finally now we're through three electric pressure washers and we've not even started the job the moral of the story is not stay away from electric pressure washers i'll get you there in a moment so then he borrows the pressure washer from a guy in a church who's got a gasoline pressure washer and sure enough no problems with it in the process he realizes that i had had a friend help me do some wiring on my stop just stop just stop help me do some wiring and how about that we had 240 volts coming out that 110 (laughs) ten. will blow anything up So we fixed that problem. But it was just such a blessing that Mike said to me on the last day of in church, Hey, Pastor, God said I need to help you. And by the way, he didn't quit when the first pressure washer blew up. He took it back to the store. He got another one. It blew up. He went home, got his pressure washer. Came back another day. It blew up. He went and got a guy in a church's gasoline pressure washer and came and pressure washed it. It's clean. It's clean. It's clean. He's just a blessing. I mean, literally, just tangible, practical. Let me help you. And that's the, I don't want us just to be that way with each other. I want us to be that way with our city. I called Trey today just to say hey and see how he's doing. That guy was so stoked about today's city serve. He's like, Pastor, we. Beautified and regentrified linear park. Like the city is thrilled. Like it looks awesome. I said, Trey it's one of the nicest parks in town. He's like, Well, we clean that place, we pressure wash that place. It looks amazing. And I'm like, how'd that happen? He said, Well, when I said we're doing city service, he said, there's a guy in our church who works for the city. And he said, are you serious about city service? He said, because I'm like over all these projects and I can't get to them all. Would you be willing to like maybe come alongside and help us? And Trey's like, we've been to breakfast or three times. We've already gotten coffee. We're like buds. And I'm like, I'm, we're trying to figure out how, ways to bless the city. I'm like, yes, just Tangibly. Pick up your work boots, put on some work gloves, and get out there and, 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 and be a blessing and, and help carry somebody's burdens, whether, whether it's a group of people or a city full of people or an individual. We can pray for that person. We can lift their name up in prayer. We can be an active listener in their life. We can extend practical help. And then fourthly, and lastly, we can speak a word of encouragement. We can pray, we can listen, we can help and we can extend a word of encouragement. 1 Thessalonians chapter 5 and verse number 11 says therefore encourage one another and build one another up just like you're doing. And I love this verse. Hebrews chapter 10 and verse 25. While I love this verse, I, I had missed some of it and this blessed me. Not neglecting to meet together. Don't neglect to meet together as is the habit of some but encouraging one another and all the more as you see the day drawing near do you know why we're here tonight i mean there's a lot of reasons right but one of the reasons that we're actually physically present here tonight is so that we can live out the one another command to encourage one another now don't neglect getting together as has become the habit of some pre-COVID, post-COVID, rather. I get it, right? I mean, I understand. Some people, like, they just like watching it from home and sipping on a little coffee but, and, and whatever, but there's a reason why I was on my sabbatical that I didn't watch Parkview online, that I went to church. Because I just need to be in the presence of people and i need them to encourage me i need a word of blessing i need a word of encouragement i i'm looking forward to you saying to me whether you mean it or not damn was good but we're really glad you're back greg or whatever just a word of encouragement right we all need that here's the funny thing so we're on sabbatical and I had these have these pair of hey dudes they're they're a shoe they're called hey dudes i didn't know it but i got hey dudes before hey dudes were popular in fact i didn't even know until like six years in of owning these things that they were even hey dudes but they're like my favorite shoe they're so cool in fact i have go- i have scoured the internet to find an archive pair of these shoes to purchase them again and I can't find them and so I just keep wearing these old ones well I was wearing them a lot on sabbatical because you can kind of slip them on fully or halfway or and anyway so they got dirty and they got really dirty and they only got like dirt on them but they got like that orangey clay on them a little bit too that stuff's like so hard to get off and so I was like bummed because I really like these shoes I'm like I need to clean these things. But I don't know how to clean them. And I've never cleaned them. But they need to be cleaned. So I came up with a brilliant idea. I decided that I was going to go to a car wash. Now, not the kind you drive through, but the the kind where you do it yourself. And so I got these shoes that need to be cleaned. And I pull up to this car wash and I pull in to the my tunnel and as soon as I pull into my tunnel you know how it sits in that like silver tube sleeve that has no end on the other end and it just sits there the gun the wand well I've been doing these things enough that I noticed oddly enough that the water pressure seemed to be coming out pretty good on that thing it wasn't just like that little stream trickle it was coming out pretty good so I thought oh cool so I get out of the car and I look on the machine where you put the money in and I couldn't believe it it had two minutes and 54 seconds left and I'm like looking around I don't see anybody I'm like Lord and so I'm like this is awesome so I get out real quick I take my shoes off I set them down I turn on the high pressure soap and I just start blasting my shoes and then I go over and turn on the high pressure rinse I'm blasting my shoes and they came out great and I still got two minutes and 11 seconds left so I'm like I could probably wash my car and so I go over and I just start soaping the car and then I and I'm you know kind of moving kind of quickly because I only got two minutes and 11 seconds and I'm watching it you know and then when it gets to a minute it's rigged it gets to a minute and they stop counting down the clock and they just tell you like you need to add more time so now i'm counting in my head 59 58 57 56 and i'm trying to get that car finished and i get i I, so i sure enough i get the whole thing clean i put the wand back in beep 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 and it shuts off and i get back in my car my shoes are clean my car is clean and i drove out of that thing and i was the happiest man in the world And I even thought to myself, Greg, how do you get so happy over two minutes and 54 seconds in a pressure wash machine? Like, what is up with you? And it dawned on me. It dawned on me. It actually doesn't even take a whole lot to be encouraged in this world sometimes. It really doesn't take a whole lot. So when I am called to bear one another's burdens i get to pray i get to actively listen i get to help and i get to provide an encouraging word and sometimes just those things can lighten somebody's load and help them cross the finish line when they didn't think they could ever get across it on their own so let us commit ourselves to be individuals who seek to carry the burdens of others, showing compassion, empathy, and support. And by doing so, we will become a living testimony of the love of Jesus Christ. And by doing so, we will become a living expression of the gospel in which we believe. We will fulfill the commandment that is given to us in Galatians 6 two to bear one another's burdens and so fulfill the law of Christ. And what is to fulfill the law of Christ? What is the law of Christ? It is to love God with all your heart, mind, soul, and strength and to love your neighbor like yourself. And when we carry one another's burdens, we are loving God with all of our heart, mind, soul and we are loving our neighbor like ourselves. and we become the hands of Jesus. He said in Matthew 11, come to me, all of you who are weary and burdened, and I'll give you rest. And we become a living expression of the love of Christ when we enter into that world, not taking their responsibilities, but helping them with their struggles. Let me pray for you. Let me, let me listen, let me encourage, and let me help you. Father, I pray that you would empower our church to be a one another commandment fulfilling community. That we will rise up and say yes when we see somebody who is carrying a burden or struggling, we can be your hands and feet. And Lord, here's the beauty of this. We can help somebody with their burden even when we have our own burden. And sometimes, that not only helps lighten their burden, it helps lighten ours. So help us to be about the business of burden bearing. Help us, Lord, to fulfill the law of Christ. Help us to be a gospel community that reflects New Testament Christianity. So we ask for opportunities, Lord. Open our eyes and our ears and our hearts. Show us somebody. Give us an opportunity to demonstrate that we will roll up our sleeves, we will put our work boots on, and we will get busy and be about the business of burden bearing father for the one who has come tonight and their burden might not be so external and so apparent it might be internal and nobody knows about it But I pray that the word would encourage their hearts and I pray that the scriptures will stir their soul Lord, if there's an opportunity for us in our prayer area, prayer corner, with prayer partners in just a moment to pray for people who have a burden, Lord, let us do that and bless them by praying for them and with them and over them. Thank you for the beauty of this place. And thank you for allowing me, Lord, the privilege of being a part of it. Thank you for bringing us together in this gospel community. In your name we pray, and all God's people said, Amen. Amen.